0: Parashat Emor. Parashat Emor begins with the alachot of the Kohanim. Last week's parashah, the theme of the parashah, Parashat Kedoshim, is kedusha, as we mentioned last week. This week's parasha, at least in the beginning, and even though, even in the end as well. Talks about kavod. Talks about honor. This week's parasha talks about kavod. Kavod is something that's hard to exactly, I don't know how to say, it, locate, understand. You know, when a person has a ta'avah, When a person has a desire for something, we understand that. He has a hunger for something. He needs something that's gonna give him pleasure. We can understand that. But kavod is a hard thing to locate, honor. You know, when someone thinks you're special, like why why does that matter to you? What what did it do for you? He didn't give you anything, He's not helping you with anything. Why does it matter to a person if other people are giving him kavod? But as much as we can say we don't understand it, but it's a reality. The reality is that there is this feeling inside all of us where we feel special, we feel heavy. We feel like we exist when other people recognize us. If they give us a special welcome, a special hello, if they give us a special uh, recognition, we can't deny the fact, again, we would never be able to understand. We would never be able to understand not to understand, to explain, go explain to someone who never felt kavod. Take a monkey, comes to talk to you. a me, could you explain to me this kavod business that humans are very into? I saw they took a guy, they put him in the front, he felt he felt very hashuf. Could you explain to me why, what, what, what exactly is going on? And it? it's really very hard, it's very hard thing to explain. Again, desires are very easy to explain, desires, There is a need, and the person needs something. So he feels a desire for it. But kavod is very hard to really give over to someone who doesn't have that feeling. The only way we understand it is because we have it. So we understand that it's a reality. But kavod is a very important part of our lives. This reality that... Hashem, you know, if somebody wants a proof to the human neshama, somebody tells you where is the neshama? Where is the soul? I, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't touch it. Where is our neshama? So yesterday, at this week, my 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 wife's, my mother-in-law's brother passed away. So alav uh, shalom. So he. Uh, Basically, was, my mother was with him for a few days before he passed away on, on Friday on Shabbat, Sunday. Amazing thing. The man was talking for two, three days to her about where he wants to be buried. He wasn't sick. He was uh, he was he was fine. I mean, fine relatively. He was 83 years old. But he was uh, and and like she said it was weird. Tells her he wants to be buried in this spot. He told her different things about our rabbis tell us that a person he feels it so person the the neshama of a person obviously is there even if you don't see it you don't touch it but if you want one of the biggest proofs to the neshama's existence it's this kavod. when you feel good when someone recognizing you what feels good which part of your body is feeling good are your eyes feeling feeling good are your hands feeling good Are your legs feeling good? Which part exactly of your goof is feeling good when someone is sitting there and dreaming about your greatness? Mind, huh? Where is that? So this is this is this is the neshama that feels kavod. So where there is kedush, where do we see kavod in the Torah? Wherever you see kedusha, wherever you see holiness, you see kavod. The existence of kavod was created as the feeling behind kedusha. I don't know if you ever heard that. Maybe I don't even understand what I'm saying. Let me explain to you what I'm saying. Kedusha is something that is super. It's it's above the physical world, right? Kedusha is not a physical item. It may happen through physical things, but kedusha. Hashem is kadosh. Where does a person feel? What is the feeling of kedusha? The feeling of kedusha, meaning the physical reality of kedusha, is felt in something called kavod. You don't know what I'm saying. Let me explain. To you. Yeah, I'm going to repeat. The pasuk says, famous pasuk, we say it every day. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. We say, Hashem is Kadosh. Kadosh means separated from anything physical. He's in a different league. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. The more you get to know the word Kadosh means, like I said, separate. And the more you learn about Hashem, the more you realize, wow, He's really Kadosh. Just keep going. Melo kol haaretz. The entire earth is full, you would think of his, you say, Kedushato, no? say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hashem is Kadosh. Melo kol haaretz. How much, kid, the whole earth is full of, we should say, his Kedusha. What do we say? Melo kol haaretz kevodo. What does that mean? His honor fills the earth. Which means, so what does it mean? It means that the, the, the existence of Kedusha on earth is felt through something called Kavod. If you want to know how to, if there was a, a, a machine that could measure Kedusha, how Kadosh, is someone right, they would use Kavod as the as the measuring stick. Wow. So where you find Kedusha, there's something called Kavod. Hashem gave us the ability to connect to Kedusha with something that we're able to feel. So therefore, for for example. Give you a real life example. You help somebody in business. You put the guy on his feet. You feel. Now you that's it's a holy act. We spoke last week. Kedoshim to you. We said last week helping people is a holy act. When you give charity to someone who needs it, that's an act of kedusha. When you Honor your parents and they feel the kavod that you gave them. That's an act of Kedusha. Now, do you feel anything when Kedusha enters your neshama? You would say, I don't feel anything, but you do. Because there is a feeling that happens to all of us when we help someone. When we have a good class, we learn something, we feel more than the knowledge, not just the knowledge. There's something where you feel like you you feel kavod. That feeling is called kavod. You feel kaved. the word kavod means heavy. You feel a certain heaviness inside of you, a heaviness of accomplishment, and a heaviness of something more than you were before. You feel like you became, in a way, greater. You help someone across the street. You sacrifice five minutes of your life. And you feel like, oh, wow. You walk out of a hospital visit. You feel like you did something. You made someone talk and he was crying and you made him feel better. put a smile on his face. You feel something. That feeling that all of us, while none of us could possibly describe it to someone who never had it, but all of us have had that feeling. If you haven't had that feeling, that's not a, that's not a good sign. Yeah, you, yeah, uh, we all had that feeling. That feeling is called kavod. Kavod is the physical feeling that we get when we have kedusha enter our neshama. In fact, in fact, not only is Hashem's kedusha known as kavod, our neshama is called kavod. In Tehilim, tell them in Tehilim, David HaMelech, when he wants to awaken his neshama, he says, "Ora." I you know Ora means, "Ora" means "Ora" means wake up. Sometimes a person's neshama is sleeping. Sometimes a person is physically alive, but spiritually dead. And you've seen people like that. Aruch Hashem, nobody here, is spiritually dead. We may be spiritually undernourished. We may be spiritually lacking. But there are people who are spiritually dead. And when you see those people, you could tell. They're, they're just dead. They, they, they have no life to them. So sometimes you have to wake up your neshama. David Amelach even had to wake up his neshama. How did he wake up his neshama? Look at the words that he says. He says, Ura. Ura means get up. Not nishmati. Not kedushati. Ura kevodi. You want to feel your neshama. How do you feel your neshama in your kavod? The feeling of kavod that you have any time in your life, you felt that feeling, that good feeling. That's the feeling of your neshama. Your neshama tingles with kavod. That is the neshama's kedusha. You follow? So wherever you find kedusha, there's kavod. There's a certain feeling of kavod. Huh? So, so there's like everything in life. There's fake and there's real. There's real love and there's fake love. Everything Hashem made zeh Everything Hashem made in this world, in order for there to be a world of free choice. Where people can accomplish. Hashem made everything and its opposite. You can have real love in a marriage, in a relationship, or you can have fake love. Real love is forever, fake love is temporary. That's how it works. There is real kavod, there's fake kavod. The real kavod comes from your kedusha, when you're doing, when you're learning. When you're helping, when you're growing, when you're connecting, then you're getting kedusha from what you're doing and therefore you're feeling full of kavod. If you don't go for the real goods, meaning you're not helping enough people, you're not sacrificing enough, you're not learning enough, you're not connecting to Hashem enough, so now you're undernourished. You don't have. What happens when you're undernourished? You need to get kavod from a fake place. Where is the fake kavod? When people tell you that you're special. People look at you and think about you. Now, by the way, like I told you many times, no one cares about you. When the Nishama feels that, it means that you gave yourself a boost of kedusha, And the goal is to make you realize where true greatness comes from. When this kavod feeling comes, you should get more of it. The other feeling of kavod comes from a, from a fake place. It's not, it's not a Kidushah feeling. It's a feeling of something that feels like kavod, but has no essence to it. It's like a person who is hungry, and instead of eating food, he eats balloons. He eats balloons. You know, he puts a big balloon in his mouth. And when he puts it in his mouth, he's feeling, he's feeling like, wow, just ate. It feels good. But inside is full of air, nothing there. All it does is make him more hungry. There's, not, there's nothing there. So a person has to constantly be looking for attention and constantly looking to do things that bring him covered. He has to wear the right things. But that's what happens when you're undernourished. Your whole physical world becomes a kavod contest. You no longer wear clothing to keep warm. You understand? You no longer drive to get places. You no longer have a house to live in. You understand what happens, Neil? That's what happens. Your whole world becomes this fake world. Everything that you're supposed to be doing turns into a kavod contest. Even your vacation to relax is not about relaxation. It's all, the whole thing. Going places is not about the place. It's about the pictures that you share. It's all. Your whole life becomes even going to Beth Knesset. You don't go to shul to pray. You go to shul to show your your either your power or your greatness you understand but you have to know that this is the reality the kavod is a gift that hashem gave us it's a gift that gives us the ability to feel kedusha. this is the the gift of kavod but when we don't have the feeling of kavod we try to find it elsewhere so again Wherever you have Kedusha, you have Kavod. That's the way. This parasha is all about Kavod. Kavod to the Kedusha of a Kohen. Kohen is more Kadosh. So he has to have a higher sensitivity and standard of the way we deal with him, the way he deals with himself. Now, I want to tell you something. In this parasha, there is a halakha. It's very, very hard to believe it can be practiced. I don't know if you know this. You heard of a man called the Kohen Gadol, right? Isaac, you're a regular Kohen. But, huh? You're just a regular guy. But there's someone called the Kohen Gadol. One Kohen Gadol, Nam Israel. As you know, Kohanim have special laws. For example, they're not allowed to come into contact with Tum'ah. Why not? Why not? Because they are more kadosh. So why is tum'ah not kadosh? What's tum'ah? Because tum'ah really is... Tum'ah is really... It's caused by sin. Remember, when Hashem made the world... When Hashem made the world, there's not supposed to be death. Death came... Death is a product of a sin. Sin brought mitah. The kohen got the kohen. He has such a kedusha. He's not allowed around, around. Allowed to be around that tumah. He's supposed to be above that. Good. A kohen is not allowed to become tameh. That's why, if you go to a funeral, you'll see the kohanim have a different room. They're not allowed to be in a place of tumah. However, there are exceptions, as you know. A kohen is allowed to be inside a room as long as it's one of the seven relatives: his father, his mother, sisters, his brothers, his children. He's allowed to be tameh to those who are close family. Good. That's the halacha of kohen. Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol says the pasuk, a Kohen Gadol. Listen to this. Imagine this. It says, "Ve'al kol He's not allowed to become tameh to anyone. imo lo cannot become tameh to his own father, his own mother. They're having a funeral, the Kohen Gadol cannot attend. Not only that, listen to this. I don't know if you knew this. The Kohen Gadol is never allowed to leave the Bet Amikdash. Never. He cannot leave the Bet Amigdash. He has a chamber in the Bet Amigdash, the Lishkav, the Kohen Gadol. He's not allowed to leave. Could you imagine? They crown the Kohen Gadol in this new position. Could you imagine? It's a prison sentence for life. He cannot go out. Can I go shopping? Cannot take a break, cannot go sit down by the beach somewhere, cannot climb the mountain. He cannot leave the beta HaMikdash. Did you know that? It's the first, hello, it's in the first part. Umina mikdash lawyer is Not allowed to leave the beta HaMikdash. they come with him, yeah, no problem. He has family. Yes, they can live with him, but he's not allowed to leave. Now, anyone who heard this feels a little better that he's not a Kohen Gadol. What kind of thing is that? We have a Gemara. You can find it. Masikhet Hagiga. It's probably in this section over here. Masikhet Hagigah. Take your time. You know, one of the more difficult challenges, actually, in life is to be stuck in one place. You know, sometimes you could be in a place for a long time, but if you're not stuck, it's okay. But when someone tells you you have to stay there, it's very hard. Very hard. The Kohen Gadol, how does he make it? You know, we see how difficult this is. We see how difficult this is from a story in Tanakh where a person was not able to stay in the same spot. Where, where? Oh, David Amalekh, beautiful. David Amalekh had a story with a man. His name was Shemae Ben-Gera. He cursed him in public. And they wanted to kill him. David Amalekh says, don't kill him. It's not the right time. He says, one day he needs to die. That's the halakha, but I can't do it now. He tells his son, Shalomor when he took over, after David was ready to give over, he was dying. He told his son, listen, there's a man that needs to be corrected. He's Hayab Mita. I don't want you to kill him, but I want you to give him, there's a rule, that he's not allowed to leave Yerushalayim. Tell him, he's not allowed to leave Yerushalayim. The minute he leaves Yerushalayim, He's And that was uh, an impossibility. He left Yerushalayim and they killed him. So you see that this is something very difficult. So much so that it guarantees that the guy will get killed because he can't do it. So how does the Torah expect a Kohen Gadol to sit in the same place, for his whole life and never leave. How can he do that? So Torah is asking the impossible. So I want to share with you a very interesting Gemara. It's a, it's a Gemara that when you read it, it has very little meaning or very hard to understand. It's like a cryptic type of Gemara. The gemara says, the Gemara says, that Adam Arishon, he was able to connect from one side of the earth all the way to the other side of the earth. He had, the, he had this connection to the entire world. That's why they say that people love to go traveling to see new places. Anywhere you go on the planet, you see no place, and you feel like it's your, it's your world. It's my world. You feel it's connected to you. Adam Arishon had a certain connection to the entire world. Gemara says, Adam Misof misof ha'olam ve'atzofo. He was connected to the entire earth. Okay, which... What does that mean? We don't know what that means even. That's what it says. Fine. And then it says that Adam Arishon is connected from Shamaim. means connected to heaven as well. He was connected to the entire earth and connected to Shamaim. Says the Gemara into his words says the Gemara Idi veidi both of these Hachiurahu both of these connections are one measurement. Anyone understand what's going on? No? Again, it says that Adam Arishon was connected the to the whole world. He was connected also, it says, to Shamayn. It means he was connected this way and this way. And, says the Gemara, both of them have the same measurement, same shi'ur. What does that mean? Let me tell you what it means. It means that a person, when he's sent down to this world, he has a choice of how he connects, of how he expands. In this world, you could expand in the physical world, constantly looking They hit different spots of the world. Traveling. People love to travel. They go to Africa, Asia, Europe. They hit the northern parts, the southern parts. They hit the cold. They hit the hot. They hit the seas. They hit the mountains. They hit the canyons. They're traveling. Go to the airports now. Everyone's traveling. Going from place to place. Because the human has a need to expand beyond his place. He needs to go. He feels in his place. feels trapped. He feels like he's not big. So he needs to go. Go out. And when he goes out, he feels accomplished. There is a need for a person to expand beyond his place. That's why you'll see many people, they just love to travel. They don't even care where they're traveling. They just get on a plane. Just travel, just get lost. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) One guy told me he found a good deal on a flight. He just went. Legit, you got a good first-class ticket, I don't know how many miles. What He didn't even care where the fly was going to land. But, but it's not exaggerated. We just, we, we like to get out. We can't deny it. Nobody here could deny it. There's something about traveling that makes us feel more fulfilled or bigger. We feel like we're... Accomplishing, like we're, there's like, like, like we're quenching a certain thirst. That's what it is. It's a reality. We can't, we can't deny it. This is Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon felt a connection to the entire earth. He felt connect. You know, when you feel connected to your father, you go visit him. You connect to your mother, you go visit her. When you're connected to people, you need to connect with them. You feel like you're not doing your job if you're not bonding with them. Adam was created with a certain magnet, with a certain connection to the earth. This earth belongs to us, and we feel like it's ours. So therefore, we feel like we have to go and visit and connect to it. We don't want to just stay in our home. We want to go beyond it. That's the way Adam was built. So don't feel bad when you have this desire to travel, to leave your place. If you notice and pay attention really good, you'll hear hear in our community, most conversations are about being somewhere that you're not. It's like that. Yeah, now it's already Shavuot time. Where are you for Shavuot? Where are you going for Shavuot? Yeah. You know, you're going to Israel, not going to Israel. You know, when are you moving to Deal? Yeah. On your way back, you're staying in Deal. You're going back to Brooklyn. Then are you? Uh, where, where are you for the holidays? July. We're <laughs> right. Going to July. July. right. Then Thanksgiving, where are you going to be? Yeah. But you know, December comes, January comes. Yeah. The whole year is spent talking about being somewhere else. <laughs> Listen, if you think I'm exaggerating, just take one of these, one of these recorded, and just like, don't go around here where people are talking about. That's what people talk about. They talk about it in their homes. They talk about it when they see their friends. Yes, even on vacation, they talk about vacation. <laughs> That's right. Could you imagine? They build a house in Dia for vacation, and then they go on vacation. It doesn't make any sense. How does that make sense? Make sense to you? You're on vacation. But, you know, when you see something that's so like, when you see in humans, something that everybody goes through and it's even silly to you have to know it's coming from somewhere it's not accidental that we all like to travel that we're constantly thinking about traveling that this is our conversation piece it's not accidental if all of us have it that means there is a great purpose in it sometimes when one guy does something that guy is weird He's weird He does something nobody does. But when everyone's doing weird, then it's not weird. Then it's normal. But there's something that you have to learn about it. Why is it that we're constantly moving and we're thinking about being elsewhere other than the place that we are? So the Gemara is telling you that Hashem put in Adam Arishon a connection to the entire earth we may be connected more to Israel because it's our country. When you go to Israel, you feel like you're going home. You don't feel like you're going somewhere else. So clearly, Israel is closer to home for us. But even when you go to other places in the world, you still feel a connection to it. And that's why you like to go visit. You like to go see. But the Gemara says... The Gemara says, now the Kohen, according to that standard, the Kohen, the Kohen, though, is dead. Guy can't go anywhere. Can't go to the Shuk. He can't go. The guy is crazy. Can't go anywhere. The Gemara says that Adam Arishon was given another connection. A connection not to the world, but a connection to something above him, spiritual. A connection to chesed. A connection to Torah. A connection to mitzvot. A connection to the Creator of the world. Which means there too, there is some connection for him. There too, there is something that he feels at home with. When you do something good, you feel at home. You feel it's yours. So there's two types of connections. There's a connection that goes this way, and there's a connection that goes this way. Says the Gemara, listen to this brilliant Gemara. Says the Gemara. "The the Which means this connection and that connection, it's one measurement. What do you mean it's one measurement? It means that if you're going this way, you don't need to go. The more you go, meaning you have to go one way. So either you're going this way or you're going this way. If you're going this way, you don't feel the need to go outside of your place. You could be home and you're fine. You never left your town, never left your city. You're right there. No problem because you're traveling this way. It's one Shi'ur. One Shi'ur Hashem made the same measurement. You either have to use it up or you have to use it this way. So the more you are connected to your higher self, the less you feel trapped and the need to go out. The less you are connected to Shamaim, the more you have to go. You got to just be either talking about it You got to go there. You got to discuss it. You got to shop for it. You can't. You need to get out. Idach ve'idach had shi'urah. The same shi'ur. And therefore the Kohen Gadol, we asked how he could live. He could live. Because the Kohen Gadol is supposed to be going this way. If you're going this way, you could be in solitary confinement. You're fine. But when you're not growing in Shamaim, you have to constantly be on the move. So if you feel like you're always looking to be on the move, you know that you're missing something in your connection this way. The more you connect connected up, the less you need to go out. When you have to go out too much, that's a sign. You better start working on your connection to a higher spiritual source. Have a good day, gentlemen. Shabbat shalom.